On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss the latest pre-deadline trade and the return of Eloy Jimenez. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-brews uh, yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Milk, you're here with you on Monday, July 26th. It is trade deadline week. Love when the trade deadline falls on a weekend as it does this year with the trade deadline looming on a Friday. Al, it's going to be a busy, busy week in the baseball world. Let's jump right in with one of the first trades of uh, trade deadline time. Adam Frazier going from Pittsburgh to San Diego, uh, along with some cash for Tucupita Marcano, uh, right-handed pitcher Mitchell Milano, and a double-A outfielder Jack Sawinski. Uh, what's your read on this situation for the the Padres now that they've got Adam Frazier and was already a pretty darn good infield? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think for him, it's uh, probably a little less than a lateral move because I'm not sure if he's necessarily going to be a literal everyday player. I imagine he'll play a lot. But uh, could cut into the playing time uh, for Eric Hosmer, perhaps, with Jake Cronenworth maybe sliding over to first base. Uh, I'd actually seen some speculation that maybe there's going to be a Hosmer-Will Myers platoon, which obviously would be terrible for Will Myers and his playing time. That sounds about right to me. So I, I think Frazier, if there's a dip in playing time, it's not a major one. And uh, yeah, imagine that Hosmer and Myers have the most to lose here. Yeah, definitely seems like that is going to be the case. Seattle reportedly in the mix for Whit Merrifield, which came off as a little bit of a surprise. They're a surprise contender, contender-ish right now, but doesn't feel like they would be the team that would finally swing the deal to get Whit Merrifield out of Kansas City. Keep an eye on that this week. Aloy Jimenez expected to be activated on Monday. Tony La Russa says that he could DH or play left field, but also says that Andrew Vaughn has earned a regular job, so something to keep an eye on later today, see where Eloy is when he does get back in the lineup. Mookie Betts on the flip side of that, he's going to the IL with hip inflammation. Uh, Dodgers uh, still feeling Pretty good about where their season is sitting. Joe Ross will be activated and make a start against the Phillies on Monday. He's been dealing with elbow inflammation. Should get a second start later this week against the Cubs as well. Jacob DeGrom still dealing with his forearm issues. He threw off a mound on Sunday morning, so thumbs up there. Thumbs down for Mike Trout. Has not run for three days. We'll see a doctor on Monday. Joe Madden says that this is nothing serious. It's just a routine thing. But uh, when you've been out for as long as Trout has and uh, suddenly you're not running anymore, it does feel like a bit of a setback. Carlos Carrasco threw 38 pitches in a rehab start at AAA Syracuse on Sunday and could start in the majors this week on Friday against the Reds. And even if he doesn't make that start, feels like so long as we don't hear any bad news between now and then that he is getting closer and closer to finally making a Mets debut. Let's get into the Sunday standouts here, Alan. Let's start with Tuki Toussaint, another great start for the Braves pitcher. Seven innings, 10 Ks, gave up just one run on five hits, no walks against the Phillies. Friday against the Brewers is his next outing. How are you feeling about Toussaint for this start? and just in general for the rest of the season. 
Well, if I had Toussaint and to, you know, uh, be completely honest about it, I, I whiffed on him this weekend. So <laughs> I do not have Toussaint rostered anywhere. If I did, I would certainly feel good about starting him against Milwaukee. I'm not sure where the walks have gone, but, uh, you know, so far in this uh, iteration, uh, Toussaint's not been walking batters. So that, that's really been the big problem for him in the past. And, uh, I think he got a roll with, uh, with the hot streak here. Daniel Lynch, another guy who had a really long start without any walks, eight innings, no walks, four Ks, no runs, five hits against the Tigers. Do you have any more confidence in him after the you know, earlier promotion to the season didn't really result in anything good? Yeah, I, I'm very encouraged by this. I, I, now, I did stash Lynch uh, during the, the minor league demotion because uh, you just know that uh, the, the potential was there for him to do much better when he eventually did get the call back. And while the four strikeouts over eight innings is a bit of a disappointment, uh, I feel all right about starting Lynch in like 14, 15 team leagues and deeper. Domingo Herman, another guy with seven innings and 10 Ks, just like Tuki Toussaint. The difference for him is that it was his first start of six innings since uh, or more since uh, May 20th. So love that. Gave up one run on one hit and one walk. Uh, Domingo Herman, confidence level in him, Al, right now. You know, I'd say, uh, like, if I had to choose between him and Tuki Toussaint, I would definitely be going with Tuki Toussaint because while we haven't seen a lot from him since getting called back up, uh, we've seen a little bit more uh, in terms of going deep into an outing than we have from Domingo Herman. So I, I'd like to see a little bit more from Herman. I feel fine about him in 14 and 15 team leagues. But, uh, yeah, not quite there yet in terms of feeling comfortable with him in, in a wider swath. Yeah, I think that's uh, where I'm standing, too. Tristan McKenzie, however, is someone who I'm willing to buy back in on. Another good start against the Rays on Sunday. Six innings, six Ks. Give up two runs on five hits and a walk over his last three starts. He's gone 17 innings, given up seven runs on 14 hits. 18 Ks against three walks, and it's those last two numbers that get me excited out. Just like with uh, Toussaint, walks have been the major issue for Tristan McKenzie this season. 18 against three over the last 17 innings. I'm willing to roll the dice that the walks are, if not totally eliminated, much less of an issue than they were earlier in the season. Yeah, I wanted nothing to do with McKenzie earlier this year, but uh, this definitely puts him back on my radar as well. And I don't know how long that's going to last with the low walk rate, but uh, definitely on my watch list for 12 teamers and buying back in uh, pretty much everywhere else. Another uneven start for John Means. Went six and two-thirds against Washington on Sunday, but gave up four runs on five hits and a walk, just two Ks, six whiffs on 87 pitches. His next outing, Saturday at Detroit. We know John Means is better than this. Came off the IL a couple of weeks ago. Uh, where are you standing on him with that outing against Detroit over the weekend? A little discouraged, Michael. Uh, I just would like to see a more swing and miss stuff from Means. We saw it from him earlier this year. And that's really a, a big part of the big jump in value for him uh, from last season to what we saw earlier in, in 2021. So I think in 12-team leagues, I'm taking the pass on means for this week and uh, hoping that he can you know build on, like you said, the, the good parts of these uh, couple of uneven starts that he's had so far since returning from the IL. Uh, in deeper leagues, I'm fine with him. But yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more uh, in the strikeout category from him. I'd like to see a little bit more from Sonny Gray as well. Another rough outing, uh, this time against the Cardinals. Gave up eight runs in just three and a third innings. Uh, that comes off a start against the Brewers in which he allowed five runs in four and two-thirds innings. He gets the Mets on a Friday. Would you think about sitting him in that one, Al? 
Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, I don't think it's an automatic sit for Sonny Gray. I think that uh, it's probably just a bump in the road for him. Uh, you know, overall, the peripherals have looked really very uh, solid for Gray this year. But yeah, if it's a, a shallower league where I've got some good options, it's pretty easy to make uh, Sonny Gray the, the odd pitcher out this week. Yeah, I think that's what you would take. You would have to have solid options. You're not going to go to a streamer in place of Sonny yeah. Gray. But if you do have some options, might be worth taking a look at those options and sitting Gray down. On the hitter side, Harrison Bader uh, stayed hot. Three for four with his eighth home run of the season at Cincinnati. Uh, he's got a 289 batting average, five steals, a 90.4 mile per hour exit velocity on flies and liners. The question here, Al, with trades in the air, is this a time to sell high on Harrison Bader? I really do think so, and I think that that last stat that you cited is really key because you look at the overall picture and you think, wow, okay, Bader, he's he's finally putting it together. He's hitting for average. He's hitting for power. That home run, by the way, coming off Sonny Gray. And, uh, but that's, that's a really, really low average exit velocity on flies and liners. So it just really kind of screams, uh, fluke to me. And I think if you can find, uh, a manager in your league who is buying these stats at face value, see if you can get, get a deal going. Jorge Soler bouncing back in a big way. Al, two homers on Sunday gives him 11 on the season. And uh, really, the best stretch of his of his season has come over this last week here. Went three for four in that game against the Tigers as well. Time to buy back in where he's available? Absolutely. And Soler's uh, season really up until, as you said, that last week or so, really been a mystery because the peripherals looked really good. The stat cast metrics looked solid, looked like he should have been um, slugging homers all season long. Not sure why it's uh, taken him this long to to get uh, untracked with, uh, with the power, but uh, I think it's absolutely legit. And I'll see we're more, I think we'll see more of where this came from over the last two months. All right, Lamont Wade Jr., another guy who had a two-homer game. He went three for five with that pair of homers. Also a double in the game against the Pirates. Lamont Wade Jr., someone we've seen a lot of good from this season, Al, even though the Giants have not always committed to him as a regular when they've been fully healthy. Where do you stand on him in the fantasy world as we sit here on July 26th? I think he's worth rostering in in most leagues. I'd say maybe even some 12-teamers, and if it's especially if it's a format that's like a, a points league or somehow a rewards for OBP that uh, he's fine. You just have to be aware of that if it's a week where uh, the Giants like this coming week where the Giants are going to face three uh, lefty starters or more, then uh, Wade's probably not going to do much for you on a weekly basis. So you do have to stream him based on the uh, handedness of the opposition. But yeah, it's hard to not like what he has done when given the opportunity. Let's get on to our streamers for Monday, Al. Uh, obviously not a full slate on a Monday, but still a decent amount of streaming options. Uh, in one, we've got Matt Manning and Michael Pineda facing off against one another with the Tigers and the Twins taking each other on this Monday. Kyle Muller is going to get the ball for the Braves against the uh, Mets in what is game one of a doubleheader. He will be facing off against Marcus Stroman, so there's a degree of difficulty when it comes to the win upside for Muller in that matchup. And then as we said earlier, Joe Ross going to be activated from the IL and take the ball against the Phillies. He'll be facing off with Spencer Howard. With these four guys, Manning, Pineda, Muller, and Ross, any of them jump out at you, Al, that you want to stream if they're available in your leagues? Well, the one that really jumps out at me is Kyle Muller. Uh, the, the problem there is that he's probably the one who's least likely to be available, but he is out there in enough leagues that he's, he's certainly worth including in this group. And then I'd say probably the same for Michael Pineda against the Tigers, uh, but again, might not necessarily be available. So if you're basically down to Matt Manning and Joe Ross, 
Uh, I think they're both kind of borderline cases. I would probably pass just to be cautious. And as far as Ross goes, I normally would be all over him uh, if he were available to stream. But with that first start back off of the IL, I would play it safe and most likely avoid starting him on Monday. I would play it safe there too. Elbow elbow inflammation, excuse me. First start back, you're really not sure what you're going to get. Even if he pitches well, you might only get like three or four innings if they're taking it a little easy with him. So I would stay away from that one as well. Muller-Pineda is the direction that I would go if they're available in that order. Weekly planner ahead of us here, Al. Franmil Reyes was scratched from the Indians lineup. The Guardians lineup on a Sunday with lower back spasms. Would you be playing him this week? I think I'd skip it in 12-teamers. We've just seen this a, little, a bit too often with back injuries and how they, they can linger a bit. So I'm definitely looking at my options and uh, looking at them pretty seriously uh, outside of the deeper formats. Yep, understandable there. I'm right there alongside with you. Aaron Judge has been on the COVID-19 list since the All-Star break. May return during this Tampa series that the Yankees have to kick off the week. Are you going to play Judge? I think not just because of the uncertainty. I mean, even if he does come back in that series but doesn't come back till say, Thursday, you're getting four games at best from Judge this week. I, I realize that that's not necessarily your best-case scenario, but I think there's enough of risk of that or something worse uh, occurring this week that uh, I'm going to skip this week with Aaron Judge. Judge, an easier sit to me than Fran Mill Reyes. Cody Bellinger, pitch hit, pinch hit on Sunday, dealing with that hamstring injury. I feel decent about this one. How about you? I don't. And I know you and I differ a little bit in terms of just the, the startability of Bellinger in general with, with how little mm-hmm. he's been hitting. But this, for me, is a tiebreaker. If I, if I had any inclination to start Bellinger, uh, even with the pinch hitting, he uh, could still miss a few games, and I'd rather mm-hmm. just play it safe there. All right, and then you got Max Scherzer uh, dealing with the triceps issue. If he does start, it would probably come on Thursday against the Phillies. This is another one where I would have to have a pretty good option to sit down Scherzer. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm there too. I mean, the thing is maybe he doesn't start Thursday because he's starting for some other team with the Nationals getting swept (laughs) over the weekend. So there's just all kinds of uh, moving parts of this decision. But yeah, uh, I'm uh, keeping Max Scherzer in my rotation this week, regardless of who he pitches for and when. Yep, with you there. Finally, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, The deal with him is that the Yankees play three games over the weekend at Miami in a National League park, and uh, he was not playing uh, much outfield as expected uh, at Boston this weekend. So Giancarlo Stanton, even if you're just getting the three games against Tampa and maybe a pinch hit appearance in every game against Miami, is that something you want in your lineup? You know, I think that he's just been off of his usual uh, level uh, this season that like in a three outfielder 10 or 12 team league I think I would sit Stanton this week uh, it, it just would have been nice to get that reassurance that he you know is going to play the field and that's not really clear right now so uh, yeah I think I'm, I'm at least looking at my options in shallow leagues all right, there you go, getting your week started again, which should be a very fun week in the baseball world with the trade deadline coming on Friday. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Rate, review, subscribe, all the fun things. Al is in with Derek Van Riper on Tuesday. Those guys will talk to you then. I'll talk to you later in the week. Let's have a great week of baseball here, guys. Baseball.